You're listening to Soul Work with San, where we journey through the needed conversation so that we can live, lead, and love better in this life. I'm your host, San, and fam, what a time to be alive, huh? But seriously, it is. In line with that, I've got good news and better news. See, the good news is we've made it through most of the wild year that is 2020, and we're still here to tell it. That's a big deal. And the even better news is what we're talking about today. See, anxiety is something that can affect all of us in really unexpected ways. This season, we're working through soul formation, right? But how can we be properly formed if fear is trying to shape us? Nah, let's pause for a second and deal with this. You ready? Let's work. Lockdown, global pandemic, the 2020 election, the potential collapse of the economy, even more blatant racism, because let's face it, it's always been there. There's loss of jobs, businesses and restaurants closing down, loss of a dear loved one, earth shattering diagnosis, social media, homeschooling your kids via Zoom, Lord, church buildings being closed, no more hugs, handshakes or visible smiles. I could continue, but I think you get the picture. This year has given us much to be anxious about. And many of us have had our own bouts of fear, even before the whole world went nuts. Anxiety has a way of taking us on the most unpleasant journey time after time. It shows up in our bodies and our language and seeks to consume our thoughts with its insatiable stance that the worst thing ever will soon become our reality. In those moments, we have a decision to make. Do we succumb to the fears and join in with the downward spiral towards hopelessness and doom? Or do we take a breath and pause for a moment, aware of Emmanuel, God with us, and his ability to stoop to our weakness and keep our minds and hearts grounded in him? I can hear you say it already. Yeah, right. that's easier said than done, son. And to that, I say, you're right. But look at us, fam. We've been doing hard all year. We've learned endurance and gathered strength in areas we didn't think possible. Now, this is not to ignore the many, many battles we may still be facing now. The schools may still be shut down or soon to be shut down. You may still be trying to figure out where your next check is coming from. This may be the very first holiday season without your loved one. Trust me, I understand. And I'm sitting and grieving with you. We don't have to be either or. The beauty of being a believer is you can lay down duplicity. We don't have to fake it till we make it. Even in our sanctified position in Christ, there is still space for lamenting. You can grieve and be filled with angst and Jesus still be right there holding you and reassuring you of his expected end. You can still possess this treasure that Jesus speaks of in the Gospels, yet have days where you feel like trash. God gave us emotions to help sort through human experience, 
not to suppress them, thinking that will make them behave. See, ignoring what you feel does not make you more holy, just more vulnerable to internal fragmentation. Besides, why ignore them when you can bring them to him? C.S. Lewis said it best, bring to God what's in you, not what ought to be. There's something so powerful and intimate about being able to share everything with your father, God. This is what we all desire, to be fully known and fully loved anyway. And ain't it grand that we already are both fully known and fully loved? Now, Paul writes a command about anxiety in Philippians 4. He tells us not to freak out about anything. Specifically, he says, don't be anxious for anything. Did the man say anything? What? Apostle Paul, sir, all due respect, you you didn't know what 2020 was going to be like, so you can't possibly think this command applies to us today, right? Even the more beloved would probably be his answer, if I could speak for him. Now, here's a man who went from murdering Christians to planting churches and leading Christians. He was shipwrecked, beaten, thrown in prison a bunch of times, and persecuted heavily. And yet, this same guy is able to tell us not to freak out. Why? Well, it's because of what he believed. So the question I'm asking myself, and I'm asking y'all listening out there, what do you really believe? Do you think God would really go through all the trouble of the death of his only son and his resurrection just so that he'd leave you when you needed him most in this season? Do you think you serve a God that plays games or plays favorites? Do you think Jesus is just sitting over your shoulder waiting for you to sin so that he can thrash you with the hard hits of life? So now we may have found ourselves in a predicament, thinking that God is punishing us for what we did wrong last week or last year because we forgot to pray or God forbid you missed attending one of the many church services. But nah, fam, that's not how this works. Unfortunately, many of us have been taught a God that only exists in the minds of unhealed people who probably got their view of God from unhealed people before them. But stick to the book, bro. And stay with the scriptures, sis. God is not reactionary. He's not waiting to screw up your life for kicks and giggles. According to the scriptures, he sings over us with joy. That's in Zephaniah. He's infinitely happy, as Spurgeon would describe him. This doesn't mean he takes pleasure in our distress. On the contrary, we've talked about this on the show before. And it's worth saying again, if you ever think about every season of growth and development and promotion in any form of your life, it probably came with pain because pain is part of the process that's often unacknowledged yet ever necessary. Unless a seed falls to the ground and what? Dies. See, what God understands more than us is every beautiful beginning requires a necessary ending. Shout out to Henry Cloud. He he wrote that book. And every level up means I've got to shut some things down. Why is it important to talk about this now? Because many of us, myself included, we're freaking out over things that are actually the mercy and provision of God. Hear me out, fam, hear me out. The ending of some relationships, some jobs, some ties we have 
It creates space for what he truly wants from us to move ahead. But if we spend our time fretting instead of focusing, we'll miss his goodness and blame him unnecessarily. So let me wrap it up with this. If I were to make a list, I'd call it three things to help us finish 2020 strong. Number one, keep right perspective. Perhaps the end of the thing is the best thing that you never knew you needed. Give yourself the grace of time so that you can see that because he's never wrong, even when it doesn't make sense to us. Number two, rest in his goodness. It's his loving kindness that draws us and his goodness is part of what makes him God. Now this truth, it's so rich. It's so all encompassing. You can safely find refuge in it and experience it simultaneously. You have nothing to prove and there's no need to perform. You got this because he's got you. Number three, remember his track record. Has he ever failed you before? Now, Anthony Brown, who I feel like he's this generation's Richard Smallwood. He is just gifted to write for the hearts of the people, right? He has a song on his latest album. It's called History. Fam, download, play it loud. It's, it's so dope. But it asks the question in the song, why would he not show up again when he showed up the last time? Listen, we may be fickle. He's not. We may be overwhelmed by what's in front of us, but he's not. We may switch our affection out of frustration, but he doesn't. He shows up every time because he loves you. Not because you're good or I'm good, but because he is. At the end and truly the beginning of it all, God being in charge is the best news of all. We don't have to worry over things beyond our control. Now, ain't it interesting that we spend more time worrying about the things we cannot control and yet don't give enough attention to the things we can control? So we'll freak out over the national economy, the election results, and the condition of our neighbor's house down the street, but won't put in the work to develop life-giving rhythms to thrive in our own lives and to invest time to develop the little people or even some of the adults in our own house. Weird, right? Or is that just me? So here's, here's my question for the week. What parts of your life are you ignoring that you need to take control of? And what parts are you obsessing over that you shouldn't give so much attention to? Let's make this switch and live better. I want to leave you with this scripture and prayer to reflect on. See, I told you we're still talking all things formation. This was a part of a liturgy. It was written by a man named Drew Billups, and I found it to be so enriching for me. I hope it's the same for you. It starts with him quoting the 46th Psalm. I'm going to read it first, and then I'll read the prayer. Meditating on scripture and prayer, these are crucial tools for practicing the peace and presence of God and overcoming negative thoughts. I think it's super dope that we get to do this in community together. Now, let me know if you want more meditative readings like this. I'm thinking about doing something similar, like maybe a proverb a day or a a psalm a day and just sharing that five minutes or less as a separate podcast. Let me know what you think about that. But for now, 
Let's just read this prayer and scripture. Listen and then reflect on the goodness of the Lord. Rest in his beauty, receive his comfort, and wait for him. This is Psalm 46. Here's God's word. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Let us pray. Jesus, many things we assumed were anchored have now broken loose. The routines we have trusted have become untethered. In incremental quiet, unrelenting shifts, the world is changing around us. We feel acutely powerless and out of control. Lord, be with us. Hear our cry, come to our aid. Let us meet you as faithful, sure, and strong. Draw us into your triune love and reveal the concrete fullness of your presence with us in the midst of current hardships. Lord, send your spirit full of comfort. Send your spirit and empower us to move in spite of our fear towards clear-eyed and constant love for you and our neighbors. As our social circles become constricted and eerily still, send your spirit and empower us to push past the selfish impulses we all feel and into the open fields of generosity and compassion. Send your spirit and empower us to push our awareness wider when we want to withdraw, to make decisions that benefit others before ourselves, to look for opportunities to keep our sisters and our brothers, to tenaciously commit to generosity when all we feel is scarcity. Gift us confidence that the things we cannot control lie securely in your hands, that the quiet, reassuring permanence we seek is found in you. Help us to relax the strained grasp of our own anxiety and trust that you remain steadfast in your faithfulness to all the world. In the very midst of threat, uncertainty, and fear, help us to enter your rest. Because at the core of our being, we know you as a faithful God and a powerful Savior. In the midst of weighty matters, of things beyond our control, Lord, be with us. Amen.
Fam, thank you for letting me be with you today. It's crazy times, but we know that hope has a name, and it's Jesus. And we know that he can be trusted. So stay the course, fam. Reps and sets. If this brought you any value, I'd be honored if you'd subscribe to the show for more soul-hitting episodes delivered freely to your device each week. Check out our website, soulworkwithsan.com, for more thoughts. We're on Facebook and IG at soulworkwithsan. And we're going to keep going. Would you do me a favor and leave a review and a rating if you can? It helps spread the show to more people. And I really, really appreciate that. Hit me up at hello at soulworkwithsan.com. That's hello at soulworkwithsahn.com. I want to know how you're doing, for real. Let's heal, fam. We're in this together. Now remember, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. I love you. Talk soon. Thank you.